good, good. Good to see you, mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, how are you? Not bad. Cold outside, you know, it's it's the, um, what I call the weekend of the year, December. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you gotta just wanna chill out, but you know, there's no chilling when it comes to Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we don't get off seasons, man. No, we don't. <laughs> um, okay, so firstly, uh, congratulations on signing your new pro contract. Thank you. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we signed a, a contract with Empire Boxing Promotions. Uh, they're you know up and coming here in BC, and hopefully they will be able to make the boxing scene here in BC. We we spoke briefly about it, how you know um, pro boxing in BC hasn't taken off the way it should have, and hopefully this particular event you know like what the, the first um event of the new of the new year 2022 and that's after all the the covid restrictions and the capacity limits and stuff like that so it'd be nice if we could really help boxing take off because you know as you and i know like there's a lot of talent here in bc mm -hmm. and it's just untapped that's it right? just trying to get out of there right yeah so signing signing this contract means a lot man because it's a long time coming been a long time there a lot, a lot of hurdles that uh, they got in the way of I knew from the from the moment I put on gloves I wanted to do this professionally mm -hmm. um, I actually started boxing because when I was a young kid I was kind of overweight up until I was high school right I was huge and my dad wanted me to lose some weight and um, he put first put me on a on, on taekwondo right as a lot of a lot of kids start start off in Taekwondo. Um, had my first tournament. I was like six years old, and this guy just kept like, like kicking me in the groin, right? And I was getting so angry, and I couldn't kick very high because I was, I was overweight. So what I did was I literally just punched him in the face. And the thing is, Taekwondo, you don't really have like box. Yeah. So I just hit him in the face. I was a six year old kid, just going nuts with his hands, and and that's when my um, the instructor's like, he's got better hands than he does feet, right? So, got home, my dad, my dad gave me a little bit of a scolding, right? But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's build on that. And he put gloves on me, and I, I was just punching my dad in the face. It was weird. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's really weird. But um, back then, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is fun. And we, we would watch Rocky. Rocky was my guy. I thought he was a real boxer. I would always ask my dad, like, when is Rocky fighting? Right? But yeah, it, it was fun, man. And, and that's, that's when I realized, like, hey, man, like, this is something I could do but you know as you grow up you you kind of sort of um, explore different things right like I, I was I, as I was saying I was overweight all throughout up until I was like 20 years old I um, um, still competed in kickboxing and stuff like that and that's when I met to be coach but I didn't start taking this seriously until I was about uh, 20 I'm like okay what am I going to do with my life graduate high school, you're going to home to university, but I only did that out of, because I want to make my, my parents happy, right, but it's not like something I wanted to do, and it wasn't setting my, my soul on fire, if you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, and, but every time I would compete, you get that anxiety, you get that nervousness, you, you get fear, you get afraid, like, oh, I don't want to get hurt, but at the same time, you're like, I can't wait to get in there, and that's the kind of thing that I felt every time I would think about competing, and yeah, so here we are now, lovely, though. So going back to the start, would you say I know mean, you spoke about your your dad? Yeah. So was he kind of the one that got you into boxing and, and into that kind of martial arts and stuff like that? Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. So was he like a big influence on you? One hundred percent. 
Um, my dad, my dad competed um, in karate when he was young. Okay. Um, in Phil this was this was in the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines. Um, my dad was really into martial arts. He was Bruce Lee, and um, and uh, he wanted his kids to kind of carry on that that legacy because his dad, his, my grandfather, who I never met, unfortunately, was a boxer too. Basically, then his own entire family had to go through some sort of training. Didn't have to compete, but they had to go through some sort of training. My dad did, though. And he wanted us to have um, the confidence to carry ourselves. The Philippines is a rough place. Very, very rough. It's a third world country, right? And there's a lot of crime. And we didn't know if we were going to be living there for the rest of our lives or moving out, right? We didn't know. But... At that moment in time, really, what it was like, what it was, is just you guys need to get tougher, Because right? we were, you know, kids, and you know, my, my mom, very loving, but and very kind, so she threw us not a bad bone in her body, right? So, um, we were, we were growing up kind of like that, like, like, like too nice to everybody, mm -hmm. and my dad wanted us to have a little more grit, yeah, and that's where he put us in, uh, in Taekwondo. Um, ended up moving here, uh, twenty. Two thousand, year two thousand. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. We, so, well, you've been here twenty-one years. Yeah, twenty-one years. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, most of my life, really. It, I, I, I don't know what it is, but moving here made me realize, um, how. I, I'll rephrase that. It's more like living in the Philippines and moving here. No matter how rough things got here, it was still better than what we had there. You know, um, yes, when I got here, because I, I spoke very little English, and we were the only Asian family in my like within kilometers of where we grew up here. It was in North Burnaby. Um, that time, it was it was a very Italian heavy neighborhood, and we were bullied for sure, right? We were bullied, but because we grew up, um, you know. Being nice to people, we rarely really got into it with other kids, right? We were just kind of like, ah, turn the other cheek, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you know what? Uh, maybe something's going on with that kid. Mm. So, but my dad wasn't like, nope, you gotta stand up for yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, one time when we we eventually, where it really started was when I was thirteen years old. We moved to Surrey, and one night I was playing basketball. Um, just late at night, playing basketball by myself. As on my way home, I was um, basically jumped by a bunch of kids, like teenagers older older than me. I still remember that day because I think that's where that, that that's where a lot of my trauma started, and we'll speak about the mental health stuff later. But I think that's that's where I, that that's where part of my trauma started. When I got when on my way home. The bunch of these kids confronted me, and then they just started laying the beating, man. And I didn't know what to do, right? Like, yeah, I knew how to like punch and kick like that, but like, I didn't know that was gonna happen. I didn't know people did that. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like at that moment when you're when you're faced with um, with people who who are trying to to hurt you, mm. you're like, I can't believe this is happening. And that, yeah. that's that's just what was going through my head. They stole my basketball, and. 
and they left. I got up, went home, super pissed, man. And the funny thing is I wasn't pissed off because I got beaten up. I was pissed off because they stole my little brother's ball. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I, was I can't believe yeah. I let them steal my brother's ball, right? And my dad got home and he's, and you know, he looked at me. My, 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 my dad, he's, he's a tough dude. So he looks at me, he, he didn't do the whole coddling thing. He goes, tomorrow we're fighting in gym. Okay, you're gonna train. So, literally the next day, we went to um, what was what used to be Kikara Martial Martial Arts in Guilford, in Surrey, and that's where I met my coach. I was 13 years old. Big. I was about 160 pounds at 13, and not 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 jacked up yeah, either, man. Yeah. Like, like Pillsbury Doughboy, 160 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was big, and that's that's where I met him did my first class and I remember him telling me I had no confidence in myself at that time right nothing because it was just taken away from me and I had this feeling of powerlessness couldn't stand up for myself couldn't get my brother's ball back so I had a lot of anger a lot of insecurities and I remember the first time he, the first time he held pads for me he said you got power what does that mean well what do you mean power like what is that it's like you you hit hard. I'm like, okay. I got home and I kept thinking about that, I kept practicing and practicing and each and every class I got more confident. But at the same time, I, I was also still thinking like, will this work? Mm -hmm. You know, like, it, I'm learning these things, but if those guys come, will this come out? Like, am I gonna have the courage to do this, right? And. I that's when I started getting to compete because I realized yeah I'm not gonna go look for a fight out there yeah, yeah. but I need to face the fear you know, another person trying to hurt me right and I, I was scared of that I remember writing in my notebook just before a competition my first competition I wrote it down and I said what does it mean to be strong I remember I still have that notebook I wish I brought it with me yeah. I still have it because it means so much to me what does it mean to be strong and to this day, I still ask myself that. You know, going into my first program, what does it mean to be strong? Does that mean being able to stand up for myself? Does that mean you know being able to, to win a fight? What does that mean? That, that, I think that's that's no, I don't think I believe that's what my journey's about. Mm -hmm. Finding the answer to that. What yeah. does it mean to be strong? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, my 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 first competition. It was over at Visa ATU. It's one of those um, uh, martial arts competitions. And I remember once the referee said, go, and I blacked out. I was, and then the next thing I realized, like, hey, you won. I'm like, my nose was apparently yeah. bleeding. And I'm like, oh my God, I won? Like, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> and because I was so heavy, there was no one in my weight class. They had to put me up. I was 13. They had to put me up in like the 17, 18 year old um, mm -hmm. category. So these guys were already hitting like, well into their training yeah, yeah. so that, that built my confidence like oh, I can hang with these guys mm. okay not bad not bad and I kept going and going but at, uh, again at, at, that, at that moment each and every time you would know this man like you're warming up you feel like oh I'm stiff you know like uh, what if you know this, this guy hurts me yeah. gonna... legs get heavy get, yeah oh <laughs> man the heavy legs I hate it you're trying to jump like it's still there I feel my legs yeah, it's, it was fun man yeah, it's fun. So going back to just what you were saying about what does it mean to be strong? Yeah. 
to me, from from what I get from that, it's like you you going into after what happened, that occurrence that happened with uh, to you when you were young, and then you starting to do some training, and then you go into do a fight. Like, do you find for me that's like you? That's where being strong is. You know, facing your fear. You know, you've had such a traumatic experience, and then to put yourself back in that. Uh, like danger zone mm-hmm. as much where you know you could get like beaten up again this time in front of people you know but you put yourself in that position where you know what I could do this you know I think that's like a real like strong that's what being strong is you know I agree, facing man. your fear and, and standing up and kind of standing up to the bullies and saying well you know this isn't going to happen anymore so yeah you know what the, exactly what you said this isn't going to happen anymore you make that declaration to yourself mm-hmm. right um I remember after 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 getting jumped and getting beaten up, I would look at myself in the mirror and I hated the person I saw. I did. Like I I just thought he was so weak. I just thought he was so useless. I just thought that he was just uh, that that's how I was gonna live my life. Just weak, useless, powerless and just subservient to whatever life throws at me, you know? And I hated that. I hated looking at myself in the mirror. Um, even, e- even when I was training, even when I was competing, there was still a part of me that didn't want to look in the mirror. Because I feel like I haven't, um, I don't see what I want to see yet, right? And uh, a, lot, a lot of people who, who go through traumatic events like that, and Securities and self-esteem issues probably feel the same way, mm-hmm. right? And you know, high school is tough, man. Like, um, it's a it's a hostile place, right? And even even then, you had yeah, you had people. Yeah, teenagers are rough, man. Like, mm-hmm. kid, kids can be brutal. So even even throughout high school, I, I would still be called names, and you know, and I would always put this facade of a guy that's like. Always smiling, always joking. Mm. I would always put that facade, but deep inside, I was so empty. It scared me. Mm. It, it, it was, it, it was, it was actually frightening. Now that I think about it, like, oh my god, there were days where I felt nothing. Like I would give to feel some sort of sadness or anger, but it's just I was so unhappy with myself and unhappy with the way life has treated me that I think I just went numb because I didn't know how to deal with that pain, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the most frightening part is when you don't feel anything. That's scary. Yeah, all throughout high school, man, like that, those things happen. Um, lost, I, I, it was hard for me to make friends too because I think some of them can see that I am, I'm fake. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't me, I wasn't real. And, you know, kids, they have that, they have intuition, man. Like, they yeah, feel that they stuff. Yeah, 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 they feel that stuff, and they knew. So I, I, I had like maybe just a handful of friends, and they were kind of outcasts too. And uh, I stopped training for a while. I got, t- took a break from from competing. Took a break from from uh, martial arts itself and boxing and all that. And I just kind of, I was in a slump, man. Like I didn't know what to do with my life. And I remember thinking, my best friend, he's a music, he, he was a musician, and 
my best friend at the time. He, he's a musician. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say that my current best friend is my best friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, my best friend at that time was a musician, and a lot of my friends that that I was with, um, they were artists. You know, they create stuff, and I was jealous of that. Like, man, they create things. What am I good at? And that brought me back to boxing. Yeah, that brought me back to finding out what I'm, what was I good at? What was my identity, right? Um, went back to the gym. At that time, we didn't have a place. We were just training out of a garage with my coach. And because he left his previous job as a as head instructor. And that's where the journey started. To where I am now, I would I would confidently say that was a turning point. Mm. I talked to my coach's wife, who's also a strength and conditioning coach, um, Cindy, and, and I looked at her and I said, "I need to change. Mm. Something's got to change. Physically, I need to change. Mentally and emotionally, I need to change. Something's got to happen because I'm going nowhere." She gave me a very strict meal plan. You know this, man. Like yeah, those, yeah. the cutting weight plans. Boof. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. But I had one one cheat day, and usually it would be a Friday night, so it was great. Um, yeah. So she put me on this strict diet plan, and then I trained every day. I hated running, but I ran every day. And I, I, at that point in time, I was about nineteen years old. I was two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Jeez. I was 285 pounds. You can see me now. I'm not a yeah, tall yeah, dude, yeah. man. I'm a short dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 285 pounds, massive. And I, I remember running the first, the first. <laughs> we here, man. We here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like I remember lacing up my. It was, I didn't even have running shoes, right? It was like those Converse shoes, and um, I remember lacing them up putting a sweater on at 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, Rocky used to do this. I remember as a kid, like watching, oh, I'm like, I can do this. Ran down the block, went home. I'm like, holy crap, I'm tired. Knees were already hurting, joints were hurting. I'm like, man, I can't do this, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go eat. And then I looked at the diet plan, it was like, oh, yeah, it's not much I can eat right now, right? But I was so done with being below average then I went back out and I was like okay if you can run a block block and get tired let's try to run a block and a half and see where you can go and did it again went back home next day a little more and a little more and eventually I got to about a kilometer right before I started getting tired and then I remember that uh, at one point in time I imagined you know when you're running for a long time you, you kind of start like your mind starts kind of like like um trying to make yourself comfortable right like mm -hmm. listen to music or you know think of different thoughts so at that point when i'm feeling all that pain i i, I start to imagine i'm getting chased again by these guys that, that jumped me mm -hmm. and maybe run faster <laughs> like no i don't want to so i want I, I, eventually a couple of months later i was running fives right dropping the weight like a rock 
because once you dedicate yourself into something and you really want to do something mm. things just line up man yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was dropping weight quick and also because maybe because my frame was, was small and i was carrying so much weight it was dropping like a rock trained every day ran every morning um stuck to the diet stuck to the cheat day <laughs> and and but the the main thing was i was I, eventually i was looking at myself in the mirror i wasn't as afraid mm. you know i wasn't as ashamed of myself because i'm working towards something yeah you had a goal right yeah you know like oh my like oh my god like i'm actually going somewhere mm. i'm moving right and then i remember i started in july and then ended up telling my coach I want to compete in January I want to try out for Team Canada for Muay Thai mm. right so he put me through a training plan by January of, uh, of the next year of the new year the, the competition was January 30th January 15 I hit 150 pounds so in about how's that July August, six, months. Like six months I lost over 135 pounds Jesus 